1: Welcome back to another edition of the Internet's Most Dangerous Tottenham Hotspur Podcast. It is Wheeler Dealer Radio. I'm your host, Greg, and we are here to talk about two games that Tottenham Hotspur surely did play in. Uh, before we move on to that scintillating conversation, we have a little bit of podcast business to take care of. Please leave us some reviews on iTunes. Uh, we've been very good boys, and we deserve it. My wife is giving me big thumbs down in the, in the back, off, off to the side, so that's that's not good. Um, I mean,
0: don't just leave us some reviews, though. Leave us a positive review. Yeah, leave
1: us a five-star review. I think that's important to note. We've been very good boys. We deserve it. Um, And also, uh, follow our Twitter account, at WDR Podcast. That's WDR, as in Wheeler Dealer Radio. Uh, This week, uh, I am joined, once again, he is back from his vacation on the slopes of South Florida. It is Brian Ashlock. Brian, are are you excited to come back from the sun and sand of South Florida beaches to talk about Tottenham Hotspur?
0: No, but we'll do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, our other, uh, my other lovely co-host Ben Daniels is definitely not in a suitcase after last week disassembled by several Saudi hitmen. Uh, that definitely didn't happen. Uh... <laughs> Almost certainly not. So uh, he he is watching Dune, actually. Which now that I think about it, might be a metaphor or a uh, could be. You yeah, know. You
0: could. there's sand in dune. I've been exactly, you
1: believe. exactly, exactly. I, Maybe the, the sandworm is the bone that in saw Saudi as well. no? <laughs> The yeah. sandworm yeah. is the bone saw. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. This is good. We'll see if uh, Newcastle is walking the golden path next week when he returns to us. Hopefully. Uh, In the meantime, we have two games to talk about. Tottenham Hotspur lost over the weekend to West Ham United 1-0, and we won against Burnley in the uh, League Cup? Um, 1-0 earlier today. They were not fun games to watch, were they, Brian?
0: Well, I think if we all collectively deny that they didn't happen, and we focus all of our energies, just like as a group of fans, on the fact that these games did not in fact happen, that we can, you know, enforce that on
1: reality. Are, are you saying that Tottenham results are the mind killer? Uh, 100%. And if, <laughs> if, they have
0: very much killed my mind. Kills. If they, if
1: we let them pass through us and over us, that only we shall remain. <laughs> Uh, I mean, this is really going to test my memory of Frank Herbert's <laughs> Dune. Um,
0: yeah, now, when you I say Frank I, Herbert's
1: Dune, are you talking about the Sci-Fi Channel miniseries, or are you talking I, about the books themselves? I, I I'm about sorry, about the listeners.
0: <laughs> I I knew I shouldn't have told him to make Dune jokes. I'm sorry, guys. Um, yeah, I, I I don't remember what the original question was. but Yeah, yeah these I,
1: games I, just aren't inspiring. I mean, I, I don't. I think they're kind of of a piece. Like, we don't really look like we have a great idea of what we're doing. It it feels to me like Nuno understands he needs to attack, but doesn't understand how to attack. Like, there's some progression up the wings, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. uh, uh,
0: Everything feels very samey from one week to another, which probably isn't a great thing to tell people that tune into a weekly media format like this. Um, but I mean, I feel like we could be having this conversation about any collection of two games that have been played over, you know, most of this season. Um, I, I don't know where you want to start. I mean, let's uh, the good match. Like, we won, we beat Burnley, we're into the quarterfinals of the League Cup. Like, that's good. Um, I like progressing in trophies. I mean, it's good Uh, that we...
1: I mean, a win's always better than a loss. I don't want to be too negative here. But it just wasn't... Look, look, I think Spurs fans, I think football fans in general have a tendency to... Get negative, especially about their own team's results. Get needlessly negative about certain team's results. Oh, the other team had, like, three good chances and we didn't look like Pep Guardiola's Barcelona, so, like, what a waste of time. I I think this sort of goes beyond that. This isn't, like, I would like, I mean, this isn't, like, early last year where Mourinho was getting some pretty good results, even though it was, like, kind of on unsustainable play. At least he was sort of, like, getting results and there were things we were doing. This It really looks like Nuno's just sort of groping in the dark for something that'll work here.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, he rotated in a better way than what he's done in the past. Like we had like kind of a mixed squad against Burnley and you thought, "Oh, okay, maybe we can see, you know, some of these guys like uh like Bergvine, um, you know, like Davinson, like Ben Davies, like Gallini, see what they can do in this group." And it was just like Oh no! Nope, exactly what we thought they could do. So that's good. Uh, e- even Bergwijn w- wasn't great. I didn't think, and I don't know if that's you know coming playing his way back to fitness or whatever. But I mean, Lucas was the focal point of our attack today, which um, not ideal uh, at all. Even though he scored a goal and uh, it was the winning goal, but. Um, <sighs> It's getting really hard to talk about these games, Greg. I don't know what to do.
1: (laughs) Well, you you actually reminded me that I completely forgot about a game that we played since our last podcast, which is the Vitesse game, where we lost 1-0 as well, where we just rotated the whole team. You know, we just played the B team, and it looked like the B team. I I think this Again, I'm fairly confident that game didn't actually happen. Yeah, well, I think if we all believe it didn't happen, it didn't. So, let's just get on that, guys. I think the thing that's a real struggle with this team right now is it doesn't feel like we're going anywhere. And a lot of people really reference, you know, early Pochettino. And I think it would be overselling it in those first two months to say like, oh, you could see what was working there and it was just worth pursuing. I I think that's a little strong, but I do think there was a semblance of an idea and a semblance of going somewhere early in this case. Now I don't, you know, I think back then where we were going is entirely a debate you, you could have, but it wasn't, like I said, it, it didn't feel like we were just groping around in the dark or at least most of the time is we certainly had some pretty bad nil nil draws. I mean, I, I don't know where I am with this team because I, I think they're poorly coached. I also think that a, if you could parachute a pretty good manager into this team that he could get something. I don't actually think they'd be a Champions League level team, but like I think you could get a fun I think you get fun matches out of this team if you just dropped a better coach in, in here tomorrow and he had a little bit of time to work with them. At the same time it's been so long. I don't know if you just need to clear some of these guys out. I mean, some of these guys like Winks or whatever clearly need to be cleared out, but I don't know if there's more talented guys like say Deli Alley or Harry Kane. I'm just picking two names out of a hat. I'm not saying necessarily them, but, you know, even a guy like Loselso, maybe, I don't know if these are guys who need to be cleared out just for the sake of clearing it out. Cause it's a bad attitude or, or what have you. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. I, I, like- I feel like we have the same discussion every time I'm on the podcast about you know the viability of sacking Nuno and can we bring Daddy home from his day? Hey, cigarette?
1: hey! I, I was not going to take us take you us were. there you yet. Were, No, I, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. To it.
0: Um, you know, like, uh, so, so, I don't disagree with anything you just said, um, but. I think the reality that we all need to accept uh, is that is that it's going to be this way, Um, you know, for for however fans feel, for however, you know, all the people that we know on Twitter being kind of up in arms about the way we play, the way the players are being utilized, the 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 body language that they're seeing, the the effort that they're seeing. it, It does not appear as though Nuno is under any amount of pressure at this point. And, and I don't have any reason to believe that, you know, absent a, a truly dismal run of results, um, that he will be. Um, and he seems to be kind of taking the Juan de Ramos approach to this and trying to get as far in a cup a couple a couple of cup competitions as he can, um, you know, and if he wins the League Cup, then <laughs> great. I guess there's another trophy for us to hang our hat on. Um but, yeah, I, I even this game where we had, you know, more of the ball against Burnley, we had more shots, um, it still just wasn't exciting or interesting to watch. Like, it wasn't, I don't know, It despite how kind of some of the, 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 the counting stats look, I didn't feel like we kicked their
1: ass or anything. I don't think it was I mean it was dreadful to watch but it wasn't like you know Burnley weren't kicking our ass for at least like I, I feel like I could say that which is right progress and maybe but...
0: maybe some of that is you know matches against Burnley just aren't going to look interesting <laughs> but maybe that's maybe that's all it is um and so you know to go in to go and get a a 1-0 a um that's fine. Maybe that. Maybe that's all that is, but taken in the larger context of Vitesse of West Ham,
1: didn't it? Still didn't feel great. Well, the West Ham thing, I think you you look back at that game. I I think, I mean, they're certainly playing better than us right now, which hurts. I think it's a little overstated to be entirely honest with you. I don't think they're a great team by any great shakes. Certainly, David Moyes deserves some credit for what he's doing there, but it's just so ugly to watch us lose them, especially in the way that we did. I mean, they didn't play. Do you think us they're a-
0: better coached than us?
1: Yeah, probably. Like, I mean, I don't think Moyes does a great job. I, I, I don't love watching what David Moyes does, but I think it's more effective. Now I don't know how much of that if they have a forward who's actually seems like he's trying. You know, like maybe that would make a difference if it looked like Harry Kane could be bothered. Um, even a game like today, where I think Harry Kane played a lot, played a lot better. I think he didn't look. I mean, he just looks off of it, and I don't know what that is. Maybe that's, maybe he's just in a bad team, and that's just how it looks with a guy who's like not going to cover miles and miles. But you know, it's it's just. <sighs> It, it stinks to see a team like West Ham sort of I don't want to say thriving, but certainly playing better than they have any right to, and we're, you know, just doing this where it's like I mean, I don't even know. What would you you these last two games, like I don't even know what our plan is supposed to be. Like Well, our plan seems to be to
0: never take a single point in a London Derby. <laughs> um Well
1: <laughs> that's certainly going according to plan then.
0: Yeah, we we are succeeding at one specific <laughs> thing. Um, no, I, I, I think you're right. I think, you know, we, we spent a lot of time over the summer kind of talking ourselves into this is going to be different than Jose Mourinho. Look, here's some of the evidence of, you know, the attacking plans that, that Nuno used. Used whether it was at Porto or in Spain or or even at Wolves, and we said, okay, well, look, he he clearly has a plan for getting the ball from the back to the front, and okay, maybe that plan is just dribbly winger moves the ball forward forty yards, but we can probably make that happen, and and we just can't, and they're even. And when we can't, there's no plan to do it. And... We had zero shots in the second half. Like, uh, against West Ham. Like, none. Not, like, not before the goal, not after the goal. Just zero the entire half. And to not even get a single chance to not create, like, a hundredth of an extra... An XG for an entire 45 minutes. When you're chasing the game for the last 25, yeah, at
1: least start taking shots how, from outside
0: of the box. Like, how is that defensible? Like, like West Ham had no interest in attacking
1: after that goal was scored. See, I, I actually was worried before that game. I had two my my I, my theory about the West Ham game is one of two things was going to happen. They're going to play us off the pitch, which would have sucked. Or will actually play well, and West Ham's going to like steal an undeserved goal, and we're going to lose that way. Because i've I've been to I've been to that ladder match twice. Um, neither happened. Like West Ham, I don't think outplayed us. I think it was roughly an even game, but we just did not challenge them, and they got you know I don't know if it's a deserved goal, but certainly you know West Ham scoring on a corner is about par for course with how they play, and it was just. Like, I think that's what really bothered me was they aren't great. And it's not like they were, like, putting us under tons of pressure. Like, we should have been able to create something. West Ham, we're not playing scintillating champagne football against us. And I've seen, like, Pochino's first year, like, West Ham really put us under the cosh in a few of those games. Like, we've seen good Spurs teams, like, really have to cope with a West Ham team that's feeling it. And this was not one of those games. We just sort of meekly surrendered. And it's, you know, I think we're past the point where I understand that, like, we had some roster issues. We got a late start. There's a lot of reasons that Nuno, like, was had a mountain to climb when this all started. But, like, we're past the point where these are excuses, at least, like, in the broad sense of the term. It's, we got to look better. And it's just, like, beyond, like I said, like, we're trying to progress it with our fullbacks, I guess. And Lucas is allowed to dribble with the ball occasionally. Like, I don't know, like, again, I don't want to be too critical today because about Lucas because Brian Heal went out injured 25 minutes in, but, like, why Heal's not in that role, why we're not experimenting with that, it, it, it's beyond me. Um, even, you know, why we're not, like, messing around with Indomble in that role. Or Lo Celso in that role. Like, I mean, LaCelso I thought, actually, was one of the bright spots today. I thought, despite the fact that he didn't have that goal, um, partly because I think Pope made a really good save against Burnley. You know, it's it, it's just thin gruel. And I don't see – on the one hand, like, you can see him tinkering enough that I think Nuno isn't, like, unaware of what's going on with the team. Like, I don't think this is, like, Mourinho or Mason who kept, like, throwing the same shit out there and hoping for different results. Or at least, like, you were bad. Pfft, I'm just going to, like, bench you for six weeks. Like, we're not getting that. It's just like again that's where I just feel like he knows he needs to attack more he just doesn't know how to do it unless he has Traore <laughs> I guess I mean, that's maybe a bad assumption on my part I mean
0: yeah I don't I think that it, that is a fair assumption um but we I think we should talk a little bit about um some of the players that I think in the last few games have played
1: well, I think I, um, I think there are those players. I think, and that's yeah. I think what it, frustrates me so much is like there's not a coherent plan around them to take advantage of it. I think Royale, sure. I think, is number one with the bullet. I think he's been very promising. I mean, I mean, you know, I don't think he's a world beater or anything, but I think I think Royale is one, and I think uh, Oliver Skip honestly is the other one. Um, Skip is again. I don't know if we're grading him on a curve, but I want to be clear. I'm positive about it. Like you can see progression with Skip, and I don't know. I mean, you know, whether or not we should be using him as irrelevant here. Like, Nuno's giving him the chance, and he's looking like a Premier League footballer. Whether or not he's at Tottenham's level is another question, but he's yeah. he's acclimating to the Premier League game, I think. And And
0: I think that we were all down on him initially in the season because he was playing super safe. He didn't appear up to the physicality. He, you know... He, he appeared a step slow at times. He didn't seem to know what he was doing. Uh, but, I mean, in the last three or four matches that he's played, he's looked a lot better. I mean, the team looks much more solid um, defensively when him and Hoiberg are out there together. And And I think that, you know, we just have to kind of expect that from... Nuno going forward and, you know, our midfield is not going to be fun. Our midfield is going to be two defensive midfielders. And unfortunately for us, neither of them are Ruben Neves where, so they don't have, you know, the passing range or the desire to hit a 40 yard worldly. Um, But that being said, you know, skip has tried more forward passes in the last couple games he hit some nice long balls um, against West Ham. He he's not, you know, making himself a liability in possession, um, which he kind of was in the first few games. He has he's cut down on some of the needless giveaways and stuff. I, I'm like you. I think he's certainly showing that he's a Premier League player, whether he is, you know, a Champions League level. Premier League player or, or that remains to be seen, but, but for a homegrown guy, I, I'd rather him be out there than Harry Winks or, um, you know, any of our other midfield options, uh, you know, uh, unless we're going to try, let's also end on again.
1: I mean, we saw that a little bit today and it actually made us look a lot better, but there's just something about this team where like, we need that to cover. We're just not going to get it. Anything other than that, that makes sense. Because we're so bereft of ideas, it's you know I, I think Skip deserves some credit though because I think he has really settled in and you're seeing him you're seeing him really progress. You're seeing what some of I think some what a lot of his boosters were saying earlier in the not boosters people who were much more taken with him than we were were saying earlier. I'm starting to see it now. Uh, I, I think there were a lot of problems earlier in the season, but you're seeing that progression right now and. You know, it's to his credit that, you know, whatever else you want to say about Nuno, he's stuck with him. Yeah.
0: And and then, um,
1: like Remember you said, right, yeah, Royale and Regulon, I think, have been really good.
0: I thought Regulon was not particularly good against West Ham. Well, um, he,
1: he had a moment that may have led directly to a goal. I thought he was good otherwise. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's still, like, our primary
0: attacking outlet, you know, a lot of the time. Um, and I mean, he did have like a great cross that very nearly set up a cane goal. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it, it was not his best game. I didn't think, but, uh, Royale just continues to be a competent right back. And, he, you know, he doesn't touch the ball a lot. He's not on the ball a lot. Um, he certainly wasn't against West Ham. Uh, but he just does all the things you want a fullback to do. He occupies the space. He makes the runs. He he gets back on defense. He's you know physical in the air. He doesn't really get dribbled that often. Um, you know he had a cross for the for the uh, the assist against Burnley today. He's a real
1: good cross. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's. he's um, I I don't know how much of it we've been dealing with like. I don't want to discount, because I think Aurier was capable of some very impressive stuff when he wanted to be, but, you know, that he is just sort of a steady, good, all-around right-back who's, like, doesn't have a glaring weakness in defense, isn't, you know, is a pretty good attacker. Like, I I don't know. I think it's, like, we, we've had such weird right-backs over the last, like, five or six years. I think it's kind of strange to watch it, but... I, Honestly, I've been impressed with him. I mean, I know I'm predisposed to because he came from my boyhood club, Real Betis. But but I think he's been good, especially when you consider that he's probably still has some adjustment to do. Yeah, I think the
0: only thing with him is, and and this isn't a a negative for him on his playing style or his performances. I just wish he had like that one skill, like the one thing that he's super good at. Like Kyle Walker is very fast. Kieran Trippier could hit it. Pinpoint cross. Uh, Sir Jourier was really good at foul throwings. Um, Wasn't he? Know, like, I, yeah, <laughs> he was great at foul throwings. <laughs> um, unprecedentedly good. Yeah, uh, you know, and so and so, I don't think Royale has that one thing. I think he is, like you said, all around well rounded, just does everything in a good and competent level, which is great. I think that's great. Um. Especially where you working with the other side having a, a flashier is probably not the right word, but a, but a more adventurous fullback um, who is who is more prone to messing up. Um, so so having somebody like that on the other side is great, but yeah, I just do wish he had like the one thing that he like whether it was pace, whether it was like I don't know, he's just ridiculously physical and wins a lot of headers on corner kicks or, you know, just something like well, the he's, one thing. I
1: mean, he's, he's a weird player cause he was owned by Barcelona. He was a, he's Brazilian. So I think you're right. You're expecting that thing that just blows you away about him. Like, like you said, his passing or his crosses or his speed or whatever. And it's just like, no, it's not there, but he's a pretty good fullback. Like, and you know, I think it's easy to forget too. He's young. He's real young. Um, not as young as his, you know, partner across the pitch, but like he's really young, and you know, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. He just keeps improving because he's he's been improving for the last two or three years. He's been in Europe, and you know, I mean, I I don't know, I I, I like him a lot. I think he's been a good addition to the team. I thought everyone acting like we really missed the trick not getting Tomiyasu was overreacting just because of how poorly we played in the North London Derby. Uh, I I think he's been a very good addition to the team. And I think that's kind of what's in, maybe part of the problem of this year. A lot of these acquisitions that Paratici made, like aren't maybe necessarily suited. Like he's just sort of getting good players in as opposed to like getting guys who fits Nuno's system, which is maybe a bad thing, but also maybe a good thing depending on how you look at it all.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know, I think after what we've seen the last few years, just getting quality players in that could play in any number of different ways is an improvement over getting in specialists and then, you know, having to you know, square peg in a round hole type of situation for whatever, you know, your eventual manager is. Um, and, and I think I, our hands were kind of tied or forced, I'm not sure which analogy is is the correct one here, by, by the eventual managerial appointment. Um, and, and, you know, it's especially with the contract situation and what we did, like, you can see that this isn't necessarily... A long-term plan for the future thing. So, get yourself players like Royale, competent right back, could play right wing back,
1: could play right center back. You know, that's probably most most managers are going to figure out something they can do with them. Same with Puppet, right Same with uh, Sar. Same with you know Romero. all these guys. Yeah, Romero exactly. And I don't know. If that's I mean, the Romero worst. Is also, that one
0: of the players that I think has been really good um, lately. Um, he j- like he 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 makes some really weird decisions sometimes, um, but like he's
1: great. I I I mean, <laughs> I mean, I maintain I, like you we got a, we got a lot of really good players. This is a good squad. Like, I think there's issues with it, but like I think this is a squad under a better manager. I would not have doubts about us finishing in the Europa League places, and I think we would be challenging for Champions League places if we had a good manager.
0: I mean. We're not that poorly off in the table right now. No, we're not. I understand your point. I mean, mean, it doesn't feel like we are in a good position, but, like, you know, overall, we we are in sixth and um, level on points with Brighton and only a couple points behind West Ham. So, like, uh, you know, we're, we're not even, like, out of contention for the Champions League places but because of the Chelsea result, the Arsenal result, Crystal Palace,
1: West Ham, like
0: not just because that, of just those the way matches,
1: the way we've played in our wins too, it's just like, you know, I don't know. But 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 think about
0: it. The, the, what I mean is if we had put together a competent performance against Chelsea, you'd be like, oh, okay, like you know, we're not that bad, but we got played off the park, and we got same played thing off the park by Arsenal, who were like exactly same thing with Arsenal. You know, and if we'd have gone out there and, you know, Crystal Palace, like we got a guy sent off and we ended up losing that game, then you throw up your hands and you go, you know, all right, like, yeah, that one wasn't good. But because of the way, just kind of everything that happened at the end of that game, you're like, wow, okay, like this is, you know, this team is, you know, mentally weak, like we can't handle adversity. And so so that's the narrative that is around this team and. Maybe it's just because so many other clubs in the league right now are just not great um, or, or, you know, underwhelming. Um, And then you've got, you know, City, Liverpool and Chelsea kind of not necessarily running away with it, but like actually performing well. And then everybody else behind them just kind of. eh. Uh, Maybe that opens the door for us if we can just be boring but fine uh, the rest of the way yeah and
1: know. honestly I think I think that's what Levy and Paratici were betting on with do you now like boring but fine gets back into Europe maybe things align and we get in the Champions League I think they're trying to get through the season and have a plan for a manager next year I, I honestly I don't think that's I don't know if that's a good idea like I want to be very clear about that because going through a year with a play's older fucking sucks when you're not Chelsea but I think that's what we're seeing yeah I just look at the table and,
0: you know, okay, yes, we just lost to West Ham. Like, that's not ideal. But, like, Brighton haven't won a game since September. Uh, Manchester United are, who knows what they are. I mean, I'd be worried if Manchester United s- sacks Solskjaer and bring in Conte, you know.
1: I'd be happy about that shortly. because that means they wouldn't be hiring Pochettino and we can keep keep that dream alive.
0: <laughs> right. But then, like, all the other clubs behind us, Everton, Leicester, Arsenal, Wolves, Brentford, Villa, like, I, I don't know. I, I have no expectation of any of those teams putting together enough of a run to really challenge at the top of the table. Not that I have that much confidence in Spurs yeah, to do that. Yeah, the Arsenal but, like, match
1: kind of stole that confidence for me. Like, Arsenal's not a good team. Like, you know, I can actually, like, it sucks and I don't like it, but, like... I can deal with getting our asses kicked by Chelsea in a way that like, I have a much harder time dealing with, with arsenal. Now, part of that's because of the rivalry, but a lot of it's because I don't think Arsenal's a very good team. And I don't think Arsenal has a lot of players that I would take right now. Um, who I think are better. I mean, they got more than they did a few years ago, but like, I just do tell not... me. Awesome. Yeah, they do. Um, I just don't think Arsenal's a very good team. And I think it's, I think that's embarrassing the way we got played off the pitch by them, both because it's a Derby and because it's like, I just don't think they're that good. And, That's what sort of really makes me worried about our ability to, like, muddle through this year. But we'll see. I mean, we we need to start doing... We just need to grind out wins and hope for the best. And, uh, I mean, we'll see what it's going to be, but... I mean, do you think
0: Norwich are still winless by the time we play them in December? Yes. And and
1: will they beat us? (laughs) No, but I wouldn't put money on (laughs) it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. uh, so, I think yeah. I, I do think A lot of people Are talking about Firing Nuno Now on the On the flip side Of this What I'm about to say I do think If like PSG Decided to fire Pochino I think Levy Would Toss Nuno Overboard For Pochino In a second If Pochino Wants to come back Other than that I think Nuno, I, Barring something Truly catastrophic I, I would be shocked If Nuno Was under serious Pressure to be fired until Until Christmas At, at the earliest
0: I I would be incredibly disappointed if we hired Pochettino again. At this but,
1: point, I ooh buddy, ooh nah, buddy. I don't I don't want him back. I, but man, um, oh man, I would. I am not. I mean, just I want that dopamine hit. I'll worry about. I'll worry about what happens after it. After I get that hit, that. Hit a dopamine when he tells us how much he loves Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> it won't be good. It won't
0: be fun. It won't be enjoyable. No one will like it. Like, it's all, right, not... all
1: right. I don't want to get into because we get into this managerial shit every week. I know we do. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else can you talk about with the way things are going? Well,
0: you know what we could talk about? We could talk about uh, next weekend's game.
1: No, we could do that. I want to talk about coping strategies first. So I want to run Okay, through... Let's do that. Let's do that. I want to run through some coping strategies with you real quick. And I always want to see how open you are to them because we might have to adopt some of them on the podcast. So let's start Absolutely. with the let's start with the obvious one: alcoholism. I mean, already there, <laughs> Already there. Is it because of Spurs, or is that just a, or are these running just in, in parallel? Just
0: you know, my profession, you know, life, um, <laughs> the pandemic, you know. Just, you know, all, all sorts of things.
1: So so are you drinking specific alcohol to sort of cope with Spurs? Or are, you, are you drinking at specific times to cope with Spurs? Or is it just sort of a general
0: baseline? I mean, for Spurs, usually it's very early on Saturdays and Sundays. That's, that's how you know it's Spurs-related. Um, but yeah, no, just... And, and then, obviously, during this show, um, because it makes it easier to, you know...
1: Say to be fair, sometimes. we were challenging for league titles and Champions League finals, and we've we've always been drinking entirely too much as we record through show.
0: Also, very true. I mean, just go back and listen to Ben slur his way through some of those old episodes. Like, it's fine. Old, old um,
1: episodes. Wow, that's
0: generous. <laughs> recent episodes. <one> episode. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I I think that is probably not the best coping strategy do you do you have any other suggestions i do i
1: do role play um role playing okay. like now i know that's one that you are intimately familiar <laughs> with. i
0: think we're i think we're delving too no that, that's that's that for guess. that's
1: for our secret only fans on twitter <laughs> only fans account um, yeah you know pretending that you know like like sort of, we could have our own RPG about Spurs' season where we make up, like, ooh, we rehire Coach Tino, or we Just hire Ted Lasso,
0: is a stranger in a bar, exactly. and then attempting to see if Daniel Levy can go over to him and pick him up.
1: Yeah, Dan- I, Daniel I, Levy. Our, we're also role playing Daniel Levy in this scenario. Right, right, right. yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes.
0: Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that I, uh, I'd be open to exploring that. Yes, again.
1: um let's see what what other what other strategies adopting a team in another league this is a strategy that I have unwittingly already adopted myself and I'm not gonna lie like I was jumping back and forth during the game today like Spurs were sl we just having a slog with Burnley and then I would turn over to watching uh Batiste just turn the screws on Valencia and like they won like 4-1 it was I'm not gonna lie; it was more entertaining than any Spurs game we played in like a calendar year, like, like I don't know since when, like since we beat Arsenal like the last time. I'm not sure. Uh, no, you know what? No, that's not fair. The last game, the Leicester game last year, was deeply entertaining, even if it was only the last like 20 minutes. My point is having another team that you enjoy, and I would not recommend you just. I mean, I don't know. We arbitrarily pick Spurs. I, I adopted Betis because I went to Seville, Seville, and. Really enjoyed it, and I happened to go to a game and really enjoyed that. Uh, but it has – I'm not going to lie. It's taken the edge off a little bit, <laughs> like watching Pellegrini manage a good team every week.
0: I mean, I would suggest if you're going to pick another team, uh, get into Bayern Munich. Um, they seem to win, um, you know, and so they seem to play decent football. Um, So maybe you can <laughs>
1: – Pick a big maybe, team. Real Madrid, yeah. I hear they're good.
0: Yeah. I mean, not not currently, maybe not, maybe not them. Um, but you know, the, there's there's somebody out there. Hold on, I'm getting um, a text
1: message from Ben uh cuz he's listening to our podcast as we record. He wants <laughs> everyone to know that Newcastle United would be a great idea to follow, just get on on the ground floor and that he is completely safe and nothing is wrong. So That's, you know, that's nice of Ben. I contact like him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean, look, you know, if you if you want to Return to enjoying football. Um, Then, like I said, pick a really good team or just pick a horribly bad team. Um, And so that you can just go and enjoy the match going experience without really ultimately caring about the result. Um, So, you know, for those of you in England, uh, watch, you know, a local club. Um, Go watch, you know, Oxford United. Yeah, Oxford United, Dulwich Hamlet, um, AFC Richmond. I I find their particular story to be very interesting. Um, they've got an American coach. Maybe you've heard about it. Um, and if you're in the US,
1: watch. Uh, MLS. All right. Fucking calm down, Brian. Like, let's correct. not get, let's not, let's not let your <laughs> drugs soak
0: Uh They're really horrible. And um, <laughs> I don't care what happens in any of their matches. Um,
1: I have access to two MLS teams, one of which is owned by uh, Manchester City, the other of which, and the Yankees, and the other of which is owned by Red Bull and in New Jersey. And there's no way in hell I'm going to pay attention to either one of those teams. <laughs> but if you live in another oh. city, With a team that isn't maybe so awful or owned by terrible people, that isn't the worst idea in the world, if you're in the United States at least.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that there are people that live in cities that have um, tolerable MLS teams. Or, you know, go watch some USL soccer. I don't know. I'm sure that's fine.
1: Yeah, they have teams named things like the San Diego Loyal. So I don't know how great an idea that is, but they got
0: the Pittsburgh Riverhounds.
1: Wait, which 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 league is the uh, is is forward Madison in who has just like the best looking jerseys? Yeah.
0: I think they're, I think they're USL one or pro, I don't, I don't understand right. how the,
1: I don't know if you should watch their games, but you should buy their jerseys. They're really cool. Looking. They're very nice. Jer-
0: I mean, honestly, that's the best thing about American lower league football is, or so- soccer, whatever we're going to call it. I don't care. Um, is, is the jerseys, Um uh, the, the Palm beach breakers, which is the local club here near me. They have really excellent kits. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, no, it's cl- good. That's there's good. a club in Knoxville, Tennessee. They have some really nice kits. I'm like this close to buying one. Yeah, there's, uh, a, there's a
1: there's a club called the Maryland Bobcats. I've I've almost bought their TV glitch jersey like three times, and I haven't quite drunk enough. So we'll see at the end of this podcast when I'm drunk enough to buy that. Whee! Um, our next coping strategy is just following another sport. The World Series is going on. Uh, there's the NFL. College football is happening. I'm sure cricket or like parliament or whatever they do for sports over in england is happening is uh rugby that's a
0: that's a probably i feel like that's a rumor
1: more than a sport yeah possible like i see like i feel like that's just like a thing your large friend from college tells you he's doing when he's watching nfl games
0: you know if any sport is a rumor it has to be cricket um personally um I at least understand the concept of rugby, Or well, the people that have lied to me about rugby's existence (laughs) have, have done a better job of explaining the concept than those who are telling me about cricket. Um, but all right. Yeah. You could follow another sport. Um, again, same sort of thing. You're fraught with sort of bad options all over the place. So you have to be really careful about what you select. Um, baseball for example uh right now
1: yeah what could go Uh, wrong with selecting the atlanta Braves? what's what's, what could be problematic about yeah
0: i mean there's a lot of problematic things also they never win so you know and then houston's not much better sorry to all you um listeners in texas i guess i don't know um yeah uh, nfl has all its various and sundry problems the nhl is equally bad
1: i'm gonna say this if you're gonna follow an nfl team Follow the Baltimore Ravens. Watch Lamar Jackson every week. No, no, I'm saying it as a homer. Watch Lamar Jackson every week. He's great. He's wonderful. He's adorable. Definitely nothing problematic about him. (laughs) But go watch him every week. Super fun. Yeah, I mean,
0: you could watch uh, Josh Allen in Buffalo. I hear he's all right.
1: If you're a white supremacist, I guess you could do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like I said, NFL, very fraught, lots of issues.
1: (laughs) There's actually nothing wrong with the Bills, except Cole Beasley.
0: Right, and most of the Bills fans.
1: Well, Uh, you know, we have a problem with... uh, Which brings us to our next coping strategy, which is professional wrestling, which I would recommend no one gets interested or involved in, because it's terrible and awful and will ruin your life. But...
0: at least the people writing professional wrestling appear to have some idea of how to construct a narrative. The, the people that are doing the writing for Tottenham Hotspur are not doing a good job. Um, it, we've been in the same rut for the last three seasons. And it, honestly, when they took out the Jose Mourinho character last year, I really thought they were going to replace him with a different new vibrant character to kind of just make all the, the supporting actors seem cooler. But they really just replaced him with a younger Jose Mourinho no, type
1: they, character. No, they just took everything that made Jose Mourinho watchable and got rid of it. Like, you know, at least, like and Mourinho they sucked. they gave him a nice beard. Yeah, Mourinho would su- suck, but at least he would like set fire to the dressing room at every other press conference, like... You know, just goes out there to protect his players. No, he could he could cut a promo like it is like the thing about like the saddest thing like Mourinho sucks. We all know that. This is not a podcast that likes Jose Mourinho. The one thing that was very sad about Jose Mourinho like not succeeding at Spurs is like there are a few people in world football who like can just like twist the knife. In the way that Mourinho can, and like you know, if we'd like won an FA Cup, for for instance, if we'd like won an FA Cup against Arsenal in the final with Mourinho as our coach, I'm sure the final would have been awful football, and we would all hated a lot of it. But Mourinho definitely would have like twisted the knife in Arteta in a way that we all would have deeply enjoyed. I mean, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, our our, our next coping mechanism is have a child which is something that I might have resorted to. Uh, wouldn't recommend it. Haven't slept for more than six hours in a night in about a year. So uh, I love him very much, and he's super cute. <laughs> um, I'm sure he's okay. I, I'm going to pass on that one, just
0: specifically. Uh, I would I would say get a dog if you don't have one already. That, that's been
1: fine for me. Awful strategy. Awful strategy. Then you'll become a dog person. And really, you know, like, should dog people go on trial at the Hague? I don't know. Who can say? I say yes, but... <laughs>
0: I mean, probably, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> we're horrible <laughs> as a group. But you know, he sleeps for eight or ten hours in a row. So
1: Fucking you know, hate you so much. <laughs> Our next coping strategy is uh, skiing in Florida. Would you recommend this? Uh,
0: I mean, it it takes a certain uh, personality, um, and a certain. <laughs> Income. Financial wherewithal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you have to know the right people. Because if you try to do it at, like, some weird unsanctioned resort that doesn't have, like, good reviews, um, it's
1: not it's
0: not going to go well for you.
1: Um, that said, so, it's probably going to put you in a better mood for Spurs games than any of the other coping strategies we've talked about. I mean,
0: it'll prevent you from focusing on it for too long. <laughs> And on, and you'll feel like you could go out there and run around with Hoibjerg
1: for for ninety minutes. Um, is that because you won't feel your face during this, or is that just a side effect?
0: Uh, I mean, six of one yeah, and one half doesn't because the, other, the wind
1: is so cold, and you don't put yeah, any yeah. protection. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, look, it's it's you really need need a, you need a good guide, and um, like I said, you need some money. Um, Joe Lewis, he could, he could probably hook you up if you can meet up with him. Um, you know, I, 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 I know some guys. Helps to be a
1: lawyer in Florida, huh, Ryan? uh, uh yeah, definitely. In, <laughs> in more ways than you can imagine. Our next strategy is stop watching. Wow, pop. you're doing
0: great with this, by the way. I want everybody to know that we don't have a list. Greg's <laughs> just doing this. <laughs> off the top of his head
1: you know be it a host wendy can attest it's 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 tough work but it's rewarding work our 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 next item is we could just stop watching Tottenham Hotspur which somehow us all three of us well just you and me because Ben's in a suitcase and can't really watch anything right now um but you know we have was
0: fine a few minutes ago. Yeah,
1: that's that's true. I mean he's texting us, so he can yeah. hear us, I suppose. How
0: could anything possibly be wrong?
1: I mean you don't need arms or legs to hear, I suppose. I guess text you could use like eye like pupil recognition Siri. software. You do yeah, Siri. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. Um but the final strategy is you can just stop watching Spurs, like which we've backed ourselves in this into this situation where we cannot stop watching Spurs because we feel obligated to our listeners. For some reason, I don't know why we do this um, and subject ourselves to this pain every week. Maybe because we listen to a lot of Dashboard Confessional in college.
0: I mean, high school for me, but all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, fuck you.
1: First of all, <laughs> <laughs>
0: just, yeah, I remember, you know, junior year of high school, just fucking a hate mark a mission, so a brand of scarves so in my little six CD changer. Yeah, sure. Was, was um, her
1: hair uh, everywhere?
0: Uh, yeah, it was, and then that and what, what uh, the starting line, those two CDs. Just all you know, over. we could
1: we could maybe uh, rewrite the songs about Mauricio Pochettino. What do you think about that, Brian? We, I, 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 I,
0: I mean, I think that would make me very angry if we did that. Um, <laughs> but but yes, we could we could stop watching Spurs. I, I that seems unlikely. Um, we've invested so much time in it
1: already. No, I, I've said this before. My, my baseball team lost for 14 years in a row. They did not have a winning record. I know that is not relatable to. Um, I, I'm not sure because there's no relegation. I'm not sure what the comparable, like, I mean, accomplishment both of our is. Baseball teams would have been relegated, yes, if that was a thing. So, but my point is, if they didn't break me, like Tottenham's got their work cut out for them. <laughs> yeah,
0: honestly, I mean. Yeah, I, I'm still tuning in to watch midweek Carabao Cup matches against Burnley, and I will I will tune in and watch us play Vitesse next week.
1: Like, I will say this: the, the dare I bring some slight seriousness to conversation? Like Tottenham have genuinely been a I, I can't believe I'm saying this a source of joy in my life over the last like ten years since I got to the team. Like I have liked. Like, you know, I generally have fun watching them. I have met some lovely people who I enjoy talking to. And it has really, you know, broadened my life and broadened my social circles in ways that I greatly appreciate. And it has really been shitty for the last, like, three-ish years where they become a bit of a slog to watch. Uh, you know, I don't need... It's not that I need this team to be, like, challenging for the Champions League or the League. I just want to have fun watching them. I, I just want it to not be this. Like, No, I, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, some of the highs that we experienced
0: as fans. Uh, I want those last... things. I want to be very yeah. clear.
1: I want those things, but that's not what I
0: need. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, like, like exactly like you said, I, I've met some great people um, through spur being a Spurs fan. Uh, uh, on the other hand, I, I've met Ben. So, you know. <laughs> unfortunately
1: uh, well, that one might be in the rear view mirror thanks to our could be thanks could to our friends be. in the tune uh, um,
0: but yeah no I, I i mean you know hanging out with everybody from carter's free captain to watch uh you know the champions league final while ultimately a disappointing day um was, was a lot of fun it was and, a great weekend like really yeah, fun weekend it really was. yeah and and you know uh uh Having gone to London and uh, watched Spurs matches with people from from the site and and met people that have, you know, are readers of the site and commenters on the site um, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's been Listeners great. to and, our
1: podcast, Brian. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't think they are, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they like the three of us. Um, but that just speaks more to their own taste than anything. Um, but, yeah, no, I uh, – It's been great, and I I definitely don't think I would adopt that particular coping strategy. I'll I'll keep watching until we lose to Norwich on
1: December 5th. (laughs) Speaking of people we've met watching Spurs, I want to give a shout-out to our young listener who recognized Ben at a concert in Atlanta, which I don't know how this happened, but I'm glad Ben got some sort of fulfillment out of doing this podcast before he was thrown in the trunk of a car. By a bunch of guys in black and white shirts. So, you know, kudos to that listener. Please tweet us about it. Uh, at our Twitter account at WDR podcast. Uh, our final coping strategy is of course doing cocaine while we ride a motorcycle over several flaming cars, because God, we need to feel alive after the Jose Mourinho and Nuno years. Uh, I I thought we kind of already covered this. one. I think I'm open to this. I, I don't know what you're talking about, Brian. We just talked about skiing earlier. This is talking about doing drugs.
0: I see I got confused because of the motorcycle thing, and that's very very
1: different. Very different.
0: Okay. So so this similar, similar. It's
1: very similar. (laughs) Well
0: this motorcycle situation. (laughs) Yeah, guys. Don't pay attention to what we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) The one before didn't. I understand. I see what you did. I got you. No, I mean I don't I mean, I can't even ride a bicycle, so that seems out for me. I think I'm just going to skip it alcoholism.
1: You're feeling alive, Ryan. That's the important thing. As as you break your arm and are burned alive. <laughs> like
0: Yeah, I mean that is uh that is a way to approach it. Um and, and honestly it would be feeling something. Um, which after these last couple games, I don't know. I I, I just feel
1: nothing. There is one other coping strategy I hadn't thought of, which is uh-huh. go to a bar with our friend Vince. Uh huh. <laughs> and get into pick fights with some people, like so. Like I don't know. <laughs> oh, I thought you I don't were know what the best way. Like go, system go system to go to like go to a bar after the stats bomb analytics conference with Vince, and just mm. see what happens. Like mm. just really feel alive, live dangerous. <laughs>
0: like, is there is there like some sort of like big like refereeing conference that we oh, could do? Oh, I
1: hadn't thought of that. That's good. The Mark Clattenburg's birthday party. We'll just. Find yes. where he's having that, and just live dangerously. Like we'll feel alive. Now that one, that one, I'm on board with. <laughs> so yeah, so we're gonna get Vince and us on a plane and find out where Mark Clattenburg's having his birthday party, and just, yep, absolutely, hundred percent. I'm I down. Think, for I think this is how a saw movie starts. To be, if I'm being entirely honest with you. It's like,
0: so yeah, we've we given you all about of the you Manchester United game, are we?
1: <laughs> We're... Well, sure. You want to talk about El Sacago?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I I don't need to. I think no, 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 I no. no. Let's go. talk about El Sacago. Who who do you okay? Do you think? Do you think? So let's talk about from the Tottenham perspective. If we lose this game, is Nuno under actual serious immediate pressure? How badly? Do we lose the i mean i mean i think assume the, it's not a total like dump trucking like assume it's just like a normal loss, and we didn't just get like pillared but
0: but no i i think no uh i like I think you and I are kind of of the same frame of mind here where it's just like things have to get really really bad um and yes, losing three league matches in a row is not great. Um, some might say it's bad, uh, but it's not the the quite to the level, uh, that I think Daniel Levy and uh Perattici needed to be to to not at
1: this time of the year at least. Yeah, it, it...
0: and if he really is like this stopgap tempire, um, I think you have to be confident there's something out there that. You can get that's better at this time, uh. Because it, what are you gaining by sacking? We're not going to get relegated,
1: so we're, we're just not. There and is there there is a lot of ch- I want to. We've talked about Pochettino in our very healthy conversation about coping strategies. Aside from Pochettino, the only manager I've seen discussed who could even theoretically be a long term solution. Is the coach of River Plate? Um, I, I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Gallardo. And I'm I a Barcelona. G. Well, he's being tied with that too. I, I am deeply skeptical that we are going to hire the manager of River Plate who has no European experience, considering where we are. But he, those are the only two managers I can think of who could possibly we could we could probably we could realistically hire in the middle mm-hmm. season who could realistically be around next year and i think it is very much the goal of this uh, of this front office to to reassess at the end of the season so i would be while we're still in all these competitions i would be shocked if we see no no get fired before february Um, Which, uh, barring some just like we lose 10 games in a row or something or we don't win for 10 games, barring something crazy, I just do not see that happening. Yeah, I I agree. I I mean, you
0: know, if what happened was, you know, we, we lost all these kind of matches at the end of November, beginning of December, we've got Burnley, Brentford, and Norwich. If you lose those three matches in a row, maybe a little more pressure's on you. But, you know, United, uh, uh, West Ham, that that's, that's not
1: quite as bad. Well, but like you said, we're still, like, we're not, in a, like, think about when the ABB got fired. Like, things weren't great, and our position in the table wasn't great. Think about when Pochettino got fired. We were in like 14th place or something. I mean, it was like we are not in a position, an embarrassing table position yet right now. I mean, that might be eventually. But I just think it is in the interest of this front office to be able to just like reassess at the end of the season. And, you know, like I said, unless Pochettino is available, I don't see them acting before then if they can help it. Right. I, I mean, I'm just very interested to see kind of
0: how the the forms of United and Tottenham interact in this match. Like, both have been playing, like, just abysmal football in midfield. Yeah, but,
1: but, but, United, but in different ways. But United, I feel like, still has better players. And they have the kinds of players who are going to perform against us, like Ronaldo in particular, I think, will... Like, I don't think he's been great this year, but I think like we are just the kind of team he is going to like score a hat trick against, which is gonna be awful. Um I don't yeah. know. I mean, they're they're bad. Do you think Solskjaer get fired if we beat them? I I he is under
0: seemingly a lot of pressure right now. Um and you know, if we scrape it, like maybe he lasts a little longer, but I, I think if we went out there and you know, beat them two 0 three nil, something like that. Then, especially given our goal scoring record in the league so far this season, I think that would probably be enough for for him to be out the door. I I I, I just think it, it Manchester United they have too many other options to for competent managers at this stage of the season.
1: Well, there's you know. one just sitting there who like fits them to a T, which is Conte. Um, they've been I linked thought you
0: were going to say Sir Alex Ferguson.
1: Yeah, if only. Um, apparently, Pochettino is being heavily linked with that job, too. But, you know, Conte just makes a ton of sense for that team. And, I don't know, Solskjaer, they clearly like Solskjaer for a lot of reasons. I think external fans, or non fans who aren't fans of United, do underrate that Solskjaer is a bit of a legend, or at least, like, has a lot of cachet at that club. And that explains a lot, but... That's only going to take him so long. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't trust our form. I feel like they're, they at least have certain players. Like, I don't know. I don't care how bad United is. I still think Bruno's going to get cheap penalties. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Pogba will do something really nice
1: against us. Or like draw a cheap penalty that he doesn't deserve like he did last yeah. time. Ronaldo will choose this match to actually run. Um God I, I think that'll be the interesting
0: that. thing is like which striker on the field moves less? Will it be Kane <laughs> or will it be Ronaldo? And you have to keep in mind Ronaldo's what eight years older than Kane? Nine years older than Kane?
1: It's really depressing. Yeah. Well yeah, uh on that note, uh it's been fun talking to you. Uh you could follow uh Brian, where can people follow you on Twitter?
0: Uh, They can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Ashlock. That is
1: Brian with a Y. You can follow me on Twitter at Skipjack0079. And you can follow our podcast on Twitter at WDR Podcast. You cannot follow Ben on Twitter because he is in a suitcase right now. Uh, Just kidding. He'll hopefully be back next week. Uh, For Ben, for Brian, for uh, Brett Rainbow, and for Ben's assailants, I have been your host, Greg. Uh, Come on, you Spurs.